want to sell a million copies. It's okay to have that goal. Don't let anybody tell you you're arrogant. Don't let anybody tell you you're pie in the sky. Don't let anybody tell you that you're setting yourself up for failure because F that. You are not setting yourself up for failure. You are setting yourself up to win. And the only way you lose is giving up on the goal. Hey, I'm the reluctant book marketer, and I've got just one question for you. Do you see your novel as a million dollar asset? Because if you don't, and you want to, you're in the right place. This is the only show for novelists who want to shift their mindset away from fear and toward abundance. Because you can sell more books than you ever dreamed when you believe in what you're doing. Every journey you start on begins at the beginning. And I know that that sounds obvious to you, but let's break it down and think about it as it holds a great deal of importance for what is going to happen to you when you publish your first book. And I'm going to tell my own story today because I am publishing my first book under different circumstances than I ever would have expected I'd publish my first book. If you've been with me for a while, you remember that my expectations were to publish with a major publisher, a novel. I wrote The Nine Lives of Marva DeLonghi, fully expecting that that would be the book that would launch me onto the scene and begin my journey. Instead, that book has yet to find a publisher. And through my own personal journey, I've created the Reluctant Book Marketer podcast, and I've written a book based off of my experiences and the things that I've learned around publishing and some of my passions and frustrations. Many of you have shared that the content on the podcast has been helpful, and so my hope is, is that my first book, The Seven-Figure Marketing Mindset for Novelists, will be equally helpful to you as it was for me to write, that you will find inside of it information that can help you to withstand some of the difficulties that are no doubt coming for you. And they are coming for you. I can tell you right now, publishing my first book as a marketing book about selling books and being pretty loudmouthed and expressive about my desire to sell a million copies of my book, well, I better bring the goods, right? I mean, this book better have 20,000 copies sold before publication date on January 2nd of 2023, or I'm a failure, right? Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to tell you that whether I meet that goal or not, that is the stated goal is to sell many thousands of books, 20,000 plus copies of the book by launch date of January 2nd, 2023. So I want to break this down into a couple of manageable pieces for us so that we can think about our own journey, what we want to do, what we want to accomplish, and how we do it. The first piece is you, whether you're a published author today or on the cusp of publishing a book, or you still think you're a ways away from publishing, but you understand the importance of marketing your work, getting it out to an audience, of marketing yourself, building your brand getting people to recognize who you are, no matter where you are right now, you have a responsibility to believe 
in what you're doing and to adjust how much effort, how much energy you are putting into your efforts. Did I say effort like 50 times right there? You have the ability to adjust how much energy you're putting into what you're doing more so than you do to lower the bar. And I think if you sit back right now and you think about what you've been doing as a novelist, you're going to realize you've been lowering your goals. You've been taking them down a notch, making them more manageable. You've been walking away from your desire to do something uncommon. You've been walking away from your desire to do something unreasonable because you recognize how much work it takes to do it. Yeah, way more work than you thought. You're questioning things like, am I posting too much on Twitter? Am I pushing people away? Am I posting too much on Instagram? Am I pushing people away? Am I posting too much on TikTok or YouTube shorts? Or am I posting too much on social media? And the answer to that is, is no, you're not posting too much. You're posting too little and by far. Somebody that a lot of you will be familiar with, his name is Gary Vaynerchuk. He talks about just absolutely pouring content onto every social media channel there is. And do you know what people's response to him is more often than not? They say, he's an exception. He's an exception. Yeah, I agree. He is an exception, but he's an exception in a different way than you're trying to say it. He's an exception in that he's actually willing to do the thing that brings the level of success that he wants. And what do you think makes an author, a novelist, any different than any other marketer? What makes a book so different? Do you think it's a dying industry? Do you think that less people are reading now than used to read? No. More people are reading. More people are consuming content. More people are diving into books. Has the way that they're diving in changed? Absolutely. You have more audiobook readers now than ever before, and that is going to continue to escalate and escalate, and escalate. It's not going to slow down. More audiobook readers, more podcast listeners, more people consuming spoken content. And that should be an opportunity for many of you because you can get your audiobook produced. I would suspect that pretty soon there will be novels that are written as audiobook only that won't even come out in a paper version, and they will be successful. Or maybe they'll come out in paper later. They'll lead with audio, and then for people who want to actually have an artifact to put on a shelf, then they will buy the paperback or the hardback version. I've probably told you before, this is something that I commonly do, and I actually, I, I prefer picking books that I know that I can pair with audio. So I use my library because audiobooks are really expensive, and I check out audiobooks through my library that I own a hardback, a physical copy of the book for, and I listen to the audio at the same time that I read it with my eyes. I do that because for me, I can read a lot faster. I have a really slow natural reading speed. If I'm just looking at a page or reading a website, it's embarrassing how slowly I read. In fact, I have I have pretended to read really fast when I'm with another writer who hands me something. They're like, hey, read this. I'll pretend to read really quickly because I'm that slow. I'm so embarrassingly slow. I lie about how fast I read. Lying's not a good look, but I'm outing myself right now. Maybe that fixes the problem. I don't know. Moral quandary solved. I hope so. There is an opportunity right now to 
engage with more readers than ever before. People who used to not read books now will read books because they can throw on their headphones, they can walk their dog, they can throw on their headphones while they wash dishes, they can throw on their headphones while they go for a run. Whatever kind of activity they're doing, audio is perfect for simultaneity. What a cool word. Audio is perfect for pairing with other activities that you're doing. In fact, most people aren't going to sit in a chair and just listen to audio and stare at the wall. The days of the big radio and the family gathering around it to listen to a radio drama are over, although I am going to be having a great guest on the show, Michael J. Sullivan. I am so excited to share that episode with you, and he does release audiobook drama versions. Uh, they call it A Movie in Your Head, and they're really great. I've been consuming those recently, really enjoying them. I'm on Avon Partha right now. You're going to love that episode, so please do check it out. It will be, I think, an audio-only experience, not on YouTube or any other video, um, but I just want to say that there is an opportunity right now for you to get more readers than ever. And I'm going to bring it back. I'm bringing it back to this moment where it's the first time that you've ever published a book, or maybe you're still a ways away, but you know, now you're getting a flavor, a taste of how difficult it is to grow the kind of community around your book that is required to sell a million copies. Okay. Many of you, and I know this because I can go on, on Amazon right now and look up rankings and I can check those rankings based on just there's calculators that tell me how many copies of your book you sell. I can look you up. So you can't hide behind saying you're selling more than you are. I can look you up. I can look myself up. You can look me up. You can back check my facts and know if I'm actually selling as many copies as I say I am. Many of you are selling fewer than one copy of your book a week. Some of you have sold two copies of your novel and it's been out for a year. Some of you have quit on Amazon because you believe that you can't sell books there. I have a close friend who has his ebook on Amazon, but isn't really selling and counts only on bookstores and local bookstores to sell his book. Adjust effort, not the goal. Adjust effort, not the goal. The goal stays the same. Don't give up on the goal and don't feel bad if you don't make the goal. How many people sell a million copies of their book? Is it is it arrogant of you to have a goal to sell a million books? No. Is it quitter? It's not even the right term. Is, is it you quitting if you adjust the goal down? Yes. So when should you actually feel bad? When should you actually think about quitting? When you adjust the goal down, that's when you should think about quitting because you already quit on the original goal. You know what you want. You know you want to sell a million copies of your book. Get real with yourself. Maybe it's going to take longer than you expected. <laughs> if you're listening only, I just pointed at myself. It's going to take me longer than I expected. Everything always does. I really enjoy Grant Cardone. I've mentioned him on this show before. I'm actually careful about not doing it too much because he's a certain kind of person that turns other people away. But he is telling the truth when he says it will take more effort and it will take more energy than you ever expected. And he says by 10 times, whatever you think it's going to take to do what you set out to do, it's going to take 10 times more effort than you thought. And if your goal isn't 10 times bigger than the goal that you originally thought of, if you can't take the original goal, multiply it by 10 and chase that, you're going to give up. We've talked about this on the podcast before, and I will continue to talk about it because it is the truth. It is the mindset that will get you from where you're at to where you're going. This is going to be harder than you think. 
It's going to be harder to get email subscribers. It's going to be harder to get readers. It's going to be harder to get reviews. It's going to be harder to get word of mouth. It's going to be harder to build your Twitter, your Instagram, your TikTok, your YouTube. Everything you do is going to be significantly harder than you expect. The only thing, the only reasonable, rational choice is to increase your effort. You don't have to do things that you dislike, but you have to be comfortable in the unknown. And you have to find something that you like enough that you can do a lot of it. And there will be some of you who are confronted with a moment of real discomfort and that you realize when it comes to selling your book, you hate it so badly that it is appropriate and rational to quit. Somebody listening right now should quit. I hate to say that to you, but somebody listening right now should set down the book and walk away. Some authors will find that the process of writing is stressful, that completing a book is difficult, and that marketing it was a drag. And for those people, it's okay to say, I thought this was something I liked, I was wrong, and I'm walking away. I'll tell you what, Writer's Block Coffee is the most delicious coffee that you will ever drink in your life, as far as I'm concerned. And again, since I've started drinking it, I have not had writer's block a single time, not once. Writer's Block Coffee fuels me on a daily basis. Let it fuel you. Check out the show notes or the link description if you're watching on YouTube to get your specialized code from the Reluctant Book Marketer. Click the link, make sure to put in the code TRBM for your discount on Writer's Block Coffee. It's the only place you can get a discount. You can also get the Writer's Block from the same guy, Ben Sobiek, who brought you Writer's Block Coffee. Both are amazing. Both, you can only find discounts through TRBM. Click the link in the show notes. Adjust your level of effort. Adjust your level of effort. What you're gonna find is that when you start to see success and gains, it's going to make the extra effort well worth your time. When I first started Twitter, I was incredulous that I could build a community fast enough to make it worth it. If I hadn't had a really quick win, if I hadn't quickly seen people start to glam onto my questions, people start to interact with me, the bar-like, tavern-like environment that now exists for me where I can show up anytime I want and join a conversation that is robust and fully fleshed out on many angles, if I hadn't seen that pretty quickly... I can't tell you I would have stuck with it. Quick wins are really important. But 5,000 followers on Twitter in 28 days, which that's an episode if you want to check it out. It's way back in the links uh, or in the catalog. I will go ahead and put a link to it in the show notes so that you can grab it quickly. But I grabbed 5,000 followers in 28 days. 5,000 followers is nothing. It's not enough to sell a book at any kind of scale. 100,000 followers is not enough. It's not enough to sell a book at scale. 500,000 followers is starting to get close, but guess what? That's right. A million followers on Twitter is the goal. A million followers on Twitter is the point where if you have an active audience and people who are interested in the things that you're doing, you can make a living. You have enough people interacting with you, caring about you, checking your profile, checking your links, being around you. You have enough authority that then that machine can start to push your agenda with you but anything smaller is insignificant. And you have to understand that the effort it takes to get to that place is huge. Go ahead and do your math. I'm one and a half percent of the way there, 1.8% of the way there. 
I have a long way to go to get to a million. I am researching new ways to grow faster, but ultimately on a daily basis, I have to put in as much energy as I can and then ask myself to put in a little bit more energy. Do the same. And listen, when you publish your first book, don't be afraid to state that you want to sell a million copies. You're only selling yourself short if you don't do that. It's okay to have that goal. Don't let anybody tell you you're arrogant. Don't let anybody tell you you're pie in the sky. Don't let anybody tell you that you're setting yourself up for failure because F that. You are not setting yourself up for failure. You are setting yourself up to win. And the only way you lose is giving up on the goal. Do you hear me? The only way you lose is giving up on the goal. If you fall on your face and you sell seven copies by release day, you only lose if you quit. Now you did fail. You failed your original goal. You didn't figure out the way to put in enough effort, energy, money, time, creativity. You didn't have the skills you needed to do what you set out to do. You did fail that goal, but you didn't lose. There's a huge difference. And I'm going to talk about that in the future. The difference between failure and losing. Failure is a rich soil to build your life in. Don't be a loser. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a big favor right now. Click on the follow button in whatever podcast app you're listening on. That way you'll get notifications every time I drop a new episode. And if you still can't get enough, you can go to the show notes, click the link for my newsletter and sign up today. I'll give you one to two interesting pieces of content every single month that you won't hear on the podcast or find laying around on the internet.